We've been looking at baptism um, throughout August. We've been looking at the water baptism up till now, but I really would like to look at uh, baptism in the Spirit. Um, so let me pray and then we'll come around the word. Father, as we come around your word, Father, I thank you that it's living and effective. Father, I thank you that it shines forth into our lives. Let your word speak power and authority, we pray. Let us know more of you. Let us know more of your spirit at work in our lives. Amen. In the times of the disciples, when Jesus walked on this earth physically, um, his disciples were loving him. They were loving the teaching he was bringing. They were excited about what he was saying. They were uh, passionate about what he was doing. There, were, you know, there, there was water turned into wine and a whole party. There was thousands fed at a, at a picnic as a gathering by the lake. And his disciples were, a number of his disciples were with him in a boat when he calmed the storm and walked on water. And then he went to the cross. And he paid the price. He died and he rose again. And those disciples went through that cycle of celebration and then of need and of desperation, saying, was it all real? And then he came back to them and he said, see, as it was written, it is so. And he, he then ascended to the Father's side. But he said, I will not leave you. I will send a comforter who will, will enable you and fill you. And we read in the book of Acts, and most of my reading today will be from the book of Acts, um, about the Holy Spirit. And let me, so I'm going to quote from a number of different readings in the book of Acts. Let me start by Acts chapter 8, verses 15 to 17 who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that, that character and nature of God that fills us. We don't need to see God, although it's not, it would be nice, wouldn't it? We can see God's hand at work. And there are times in our world when we cannot do what we need to do. And God comes and does through us things that are purely miraculous. You might have heard this story before now. I've, I've certainly shared it at least once, maybe twice. As a late, we're part of a network called LifeLinks International. Many churches around the world. And... Uh, I heard this story when I was in Canada. I met the lady who... T I, I heard it from the front of the church that I was in at the time I was speaking at, and then I got to talk to her afterwards. And she was talking about how her husband was a bit of a mechanic, a do-it-yourself mechanic. He liked working on his cars. And his car was parked on the drive in, in Canada. Um, I'm not remembering the name of the town. I was going to try and remember it. He was parked on the drive, and he was working underneath the car, and it was up on... Um, Stunts, it was lifted off the ground and the wheels were off the car um, and um, he was trying to get his bolt undone and he was pulling and pulling and pulling and it wouldn't come and so he, he pulled it really hard 
And he pulled it so hard that the car wobbled off the stands and landed on his chest. And he was under this car. Um, I mean, the, the full weight of the car wasn't known, but enough to pin him to the ground. And he was screaming and shouting out. And um, his wife came running out and sh she tried to do something. She said, what can I do? And he said, just, take, just see if you can get some of the weight off my chest so I can breathe. Maybe I could wriggle out. Anyway, um, she tried to lift the car, you know, little her, and she tried to lift this car and nothing happened. And she cried out to God. She said, Jesus, help me. And she said, I don't really know what happened, but the car lifted. I don't know whether it was me or whether somebody else had helped, but the car lifted, my husband rolled out, and then the car dropped to the ground. I just called on the name of the Lord. And she said, I felt such a peace, even though there was craziness going on, even though my husband was screaming out of the car. And do you know what? On his chest when he went to hospital, there were no broken ribs at all. Um, and uh, there was this bruise on his chest and it looked like a thumbprint. Don't quite know how that works. But all I'm saying is when we call upon God, God can enable us and do amazing things in us and through us. Because his Holy Spirit is for us. And we can be filled with the Holy Spirit to empower us, to comfort us, to encourage us. In Acts chapter 1, the beginning of the book of Acts, um, we, we first read from Acts, I'll read right at the beginning of Acts chapter 1. The former account I made, O Theosophus, of all that Jesus began, both to do and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had also presented himself alive after his sufferings by many infallible proofs, being seen by them and during the 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but now you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So Jesus spoke to his disciples and then he said, wait, wait. And we've had, we've had seasons in this church when we've had waiting times, where we felt and sensed we wanted to wait on God. And I'd encourage you, Please don't fill your world so busily that God's got no room to get in. I gave you an example today as we prayed. Even I managed to fill quite a bit of time. I said I was going to be silent and then I prayed. But then that's why I paused at the end. Let me encourage you. Be silent. Be still. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. First thing is physicality. And I don't know whether you're a fidgeter like me. Julia would tell you I'm a bit of a fidgeter. First thing is to sit and be still. The second thing is to allow our minds to be still. And I'd encourage you again, if, if you want to pray, have a notepad by the side of you. Write some things down as the things come to your surface. Because as soon as you're still and your mind starts to run, it starts to think about things that have nothing to do with prayer. Just write them down and park them and forget about them and come back to them later. 
Do then our hearts are troubled and things of our hearts now start to come to the surface and then we can start to pray and we can bring those things to God and say, Lord, what about Johnny? What about Peter? What about Anita? And then let me encourage you to be still, to be silent and just sit and listen and see what God says. And then if you sense God saying or asking you to do something that you feel is way beyond your capacity, maybe you need to write a letter, maybe you need to say something, maybe you need to do something, and you just can't see how you can do it, ask for his help. Ask for his help. Sometimes he'll bring a helper. He'll bring somebody else along to you. I've heard people say to me, oh, you're an angel. And I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but that could be true about any one of us in the room. Not that we're physically an angel, but we are God's person in that moment, in that time, to enact and react to the thing that is needed. In Acts chapter 2, it says this, And it shall come to pass in the last days. This is quoting from Joel. And it's just a great scripture. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. That includes you and me. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Prophesy to speak comfort and exhortation to others. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapour and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood, for before the coming of the great awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I just want to encourage you to read that scripture. Whether you want to read it in Joel or whether you want to read it in Acts, completely up to you. But let me encourage you. Sons and daughters, we're all a son or a daughter. So that's all of us. That's pretty inclusive. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, speaking on behalf of God. Let me encourage you. That's empowered by the Spirit. We can say something which is way beyond our natural understanding but can come from a supernatural source and can speak into situations. I remember going to uh, the eastern part of Germany many years ago now um, to go and do a conference. And because it was in a, um, a cheap place to get to, I offered whether anybody else would like to come to me, come with me. And Nate, who was our youth leader at the time, and Andy Hall decided to, they, they would like to come. And we flew for the weekend, and I said, well, okay, let me just explain. You know, the conference will be on Friday and Saturday, and then church on Sunday. I'll be speaking, other people will be speaking, and there'll be time for ministry. And I said to Andy, who was a young, relatively young Christian at the time, I said, Andy, look, when it comes to ministry, if you just want to come and stand alongside us and just witness what we're doing then please do so. If you feel you want to lay hands on people, then please do join in as we lay hands on people and ask God to move in situations. And then if you feel you've got something to say and you're not sure, just ask. You know, it's, it's, it's a conversation with God. It's, we can pray. 
And if you feel bold enough, then pray as you feel led. And on the Friday night, we were having a ministry time. A number of people came forward for prayer, for healing. There were prophetic words. And Andy came and stood alongside me. And he came and joined in and he laid hands. On the Saturday afternoon, after the afternoon session, I remember this distinctly. I looked around as I was praying for people just in the afternoon session. And I couldn't see Andy. And I looked back and there he was at the back of the room. And he was laying hands on somebody and praying for somebody. And then we came to the evening session. And a man came to the front and he, he, he gave a testimony. He had to give a testimony through a translator because he was Russian and he spoke very little German. And he'd been walking past the building and he'd heard the singing going on and he came in and he sat down. And when we came, and he listened to, I don't think it was me speaking at the time, he listened to, I think it was Johnson who was speaking. Johnson spoke and then there was a time of ministry and we were praying for different people. And Andy went straight to him. He felt God just kind of nudge him and say, go and pray for him. So he went and prayed for him. And he had to pray in English because he didn't speak German. And someone translated the English into German and then from German into Russian. So it was a pretty complicated process. But Andy prayed for this, this young man. And uh, he was testifying to. Firstly, he, he, had the, he, he sensed that the lights had been turned on in the room. He said, as, as I was prayed for, it was like the lights were turned on in the room. And he said, I, I, I have some, a severe liver condition. It's being treated with hospital at the moment. I mean, I arrived here in severe pain, and uh, that pain has gone completely. Can you imagine what that did for the room? As people were thinking, yes, God moves. Let's pray some more. Imagine what it did for the ministry team um, as, as they said, well, okay, God's moved today. He can do it again. And so they prayed more bold prayers over the rest of the weekend. But imagine what it did for Andy. Now, here's a young man who hadn't really stepped out in many of these things very often. And he just prayed. He saw God move. And it shall come to pass that my spirit shall move on all flesh. Men, young men and your, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men and your young women shall see visions. Your old men and women shall dream dreams. I don't, know why the, I don't know why the older people have to dream and the younger people have to see visions. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I'll be honest with you. But, uh, but all it says is God is going to speak to us visually. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I, that's everybody again, isn't it? We're either men or women who want to serve one another. I will pour out my spirit. God wants to move in our world. God wants to move by his spirit through you and me. And in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 13, and our, when the day of Pentecost had come, that's when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples and the early church. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place with one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to be on them divided tongues of fire as they sat on each one of them. Then they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Anybody run out, has anybody ever run out of vocabulary when you're trying to say something? You're trying to explain something to somebody and you go, ah, 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 you'll feel embarrassed because you can't think of the words. Anybody felt like that with God when you're praying? 
You can't, oh, what is it I want to say? There's such a frustration in you. Yeah, I, I believe that's part of what the gift of tongues is about. Is when we run out of our own vocabulary, God gives us a fresh and new vocabulary. That's a, a language of heaven, not a language of earth. That allows us to talk to God in ways that are way beyond just our natural language. And enables us to speak with power and authority. Enables us to speak with passion and with purpose. And so let me encourage each one of us. We're going to pray and we're going to wait on the Lord. We're going to ask God's Holy Spirit to fall in this place today. Whether it's at home with you. Whether it's later with you. I've got a song I'm just going to play. I'm not going to ask us to sing it. I'm just going to let it, let it play. But as we wait on God... I'm going to encourage each one of us to reach out to God. And if, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit before, ask God to refill you. Anybody in the room or anybody online dry? Anybody feel dry? Anybody feel squeezed? Anybody feel with a lack of energy? Anybody feel there's a lack of tenacity? You know, a get up and go, some oomph. God can fill us with all of those dimensions that we need he can strengthen us he can refresh us he can renew us he can restore us he can give us some supernatural oomph as well i don't think oomph's in the bible but forgive me and i want to encourage us from the book of luke as to how we might do this in, in the book of Luke, we read this story, and you know it very well. Luke chapter 11, verses 9 to 13. And so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father amongst you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will... Give him a serpent instead of a fish. Or if he asks for an egg, he will be offering a scorpion. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And that's what we're going to do today. So I'm going to ask you to pause. I'm going to ask you to switch away from any distractions. At home, maybe sit down. I know one of the, the real opportunities, challenges, let me put it both ways, of doing church online is people do other things whilst they're doing church. Let me encourage you, just Pause. Just pause for a moment. Put down whatever you're doing. Switch off whatever, whatever else is on. Let's just be still before God. And let's ask him. And I'd, I'd like to encourage you to think about where, 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 where life has gone. This might be a physical thing, where maybe, you're, uh, maybe you've lost sensation in some fingers or some toes. It might be that... Uh, Part of you is not working as it should do. Some of you might even be waiting for doctor's appointments to come and analyse what it is 
that's going on inside your body. But I want to come before God and ask that he would move miraculously by his Holy Spirit in your physical situation. There might be something that you know you need to do and even God speaks to you as we wait on him in a few moments. And I'm going to ask that he fills you with his Holy Spirit to enable you to do what he wants you to do. Knock on a door. Go and speak to someone. Do something. Pray. Speak prophetically. Bring words of encouragement. But I want this to be, in the as, as, as we read in Hebrew, the continuous present tense. So it's not just having asked and now asking, but continuing to ask. So when we read about asking, it was ask, now asking, and continuing to ask. Seek, and now seeking, and continuing to seek. And knock, and continue to knock, or now knocking, and continuing to knock. Because we need refreshment. We need God's Spirit to work in our lives. And when God fills us, some of the rubbish gets washed away. So let's wait on God as I play this song, Surrender.